Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that wields the way music binds itself to memory to access our guests' lives and their stories. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. The guest today is Katie Lyon. Katie's a singer-songwriter from Southwest Florida. She spent time busking on the beaches, playing dive bars, and playing breweries. She says there's really no one place that holds her, but Chattanooga currently does have a pretty tight grip. Her bio says it's safe to say her music can sound like a honky-tonk or a lonely island hideaway, and that she's been influenced by the sounds of Brandy Carlisle, Miranda Lambert, and Casey Musgraves, as well as George Strait, Chris Stapleton, and Jason Isbell. Katie first came across our radar when she was on Gulf Coast Life Arts Edition with John Davis over in our day jobs at WGCU, and then she sent us an email saying she was going to be in town, and we thought, great idea. So here we are, and here we go. Hey there, Katie. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for coming in and doing this. No, it's a pleasure. What's it feel like to be back on campus? Um, odd. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Does it feel like the same place, or does it feel like it's fundamentally changed somehow? I think that's why it's weird, is it feels exactly the same. It's oh. like I'm doing like time travel. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, this is a question that we've added recently that we've been asking in the middle, but I'm going to start with it with you. Is okay. If you were a cocktail or drink of some kind, what would it be? Oh, yikes. I would like to think I'm a mojito. Okay. How do you? How would you make it a Katie mojito? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I'd probably put some extra flavor in there. You know what that flavor is? I don't know. I think it would change depending on what type of mood I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, you grew up here? Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. I'm originally from Iowa, but okay. I moved here when I was pretty young. How young? Nine. Okay. Do you have any musical memories that date back to there, before here? Um, do I? Yes. Yes, I do. Of course I do. <laughs> like what? <laughs> um, probably people that aren't super popular at all. I was really into these, like, 90s um, country artists. One, I, actually, I can remember these specifically. Neil McCoy was one of them. He's, he's like, older now. And the other one <laughs> We is, all are. <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, me included. Gosh, so I guess the other one would be Lila McCann, who I don't even know if she plays music anymore. Okay, yeah. so you moved here when you were nine here, being like uh, Fort Myers, Kit Coral? Naples. Naples. Okay, mm-hmm. so, okay so you grew up in Naples. Mm-hmm. So what was going on? Like, what was the musical background of your childhood there in Naples? Like, what were your parents playing that was around you? Just what was that scene like? You know, like the... When you got the TV channels that played, like, all sorts of different kinds of music, like, all the time. I think it was called Music Choice. Mm -hmm. You still might have it. That was always on the TV. Like, Mm. and it was always old school country, like, classic country of sorts. So, that's basically all I knew besides the stuff that you'd hear on the radio. So, they they used the TV as a radio, basically. Oh, yeah. That's great. Had the best speakers. Best way to use a TV, that's (laughs) for sure, in my humble opinion. Yeah. (laughs) Did Did they use that for when they wanted to listen to music, or was the TV almost always set to that anyway? Like, did you did you listen more than you would say you watch TV? I think unless it was like a talk show. Huh. Yeah, it was always on music. I didn't get into movies till I was like older, I think. Definitely in my 20s. Interesting. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, musical memories associated with your grandparents? Honestly, I don't think they listened to a whole lot of music other than like they would come to my shows. 
Like, we, need to start, we need to start calling grandparents because everybody says that, but I'm sure <laughs> they have music. It's just something that just doesn't somehow come out in the child yeah. relationship with your grandkid or something. Yeah, that is. I mean, I, I'm thinking like way back because they used to live in Iowa, too, and they live in Florida now. So it's like we've made all these transitions together. I just don't remember them playing music. Hmm. I think it's that they... The grandchildren are the stars of those visits, yeah. and so yeah. music takes back seat. Yeah, yeah that's f- probably very true. Was music uh, being played on instruments around you when you were a kid? Not at all. When did you first pick up an instrument? When I was 20. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you didn't do band or anything when you were young? No, I wish I would have. I played sports. <laughs> I actually played basketball here at FGCU for a year. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you, are you guys like the, the, the Eagles? The, the Eagles. Wings <laughs> up. <laughs> I work on this campus. <laughs> I started going to school here in 1999. You'd think I'd know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so you weren't at the games, that's for sure. Um, what, uh, what year was that? 2011. I was a transfer, so I only played one year. Whoops. And then I gave it up to move to Nashville. What position do you play? Guard, shooting guard. Huh. But when you say play, I didn't play. I sat at the bench. I right. was a transfer, so I couldn't play at all. Were you playing somewhere else before you transferred here? Mm-hmm. Did I, you play there? I played at the University of Tampa, and then I played at Southeastern University in Lakeland. Hmm. Hmm. Either of them have a good band? I'm trying to tie this into music. Honestly, no. I, there's, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I have like two separate lives. I have like my really hardcore, like athletic life that I've left behind completely. I don't even know where the competitiveness is anymore. Right. It just left me. Yeah. And now I, now I play music. Well, no, it's interesting because I grew up like my brother was the, the the nerd and my sister was the artsy one, so I became the sports one. But as soon as I got out of like high school, even though I was good at stuff, I was just like, and it just disappeared. Yeah. I've got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm an only child, and I went to a school with a graduating class of 30, so I played oh. varsity football and the flute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's like a life skill right there. <laughs> so why did you pick up a guitar? I I had always, like, I guess I was always singing when I was younger. Like, I remember a really young memory at my grandparents' house, actually, in Iowa. And I was, like, hiding under the kitchen table because I didn't want people to see me, but I was singing. Everyone's like, Katie, sing. You know, I'm like some little six-year-old kid. And it's like, I guess I've always been doing that. And, and when I quit basketball, I was like, man, I really need something else to do. I didn't really know what to do with myself at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. And so I asked my mom to buy me a guitar for Christmas and she did. And I just, I started from there and it, I was, I guess what really got me into it is I moved to Nashville with that guitar working for um, a record label in marketing. And so I was really surrounded by the whole I guess industry. Yeah, yeah. And I just fell right into it. it was Were you a quick study? I'd like to think so, but I'm almost thirty now, and I only know a few chords on guitar <laughs> still. <laughs> but you got up and running fast enough that you can sing along to your, and you could play along to yourself, and and you you had competence early on. Yeah, so I I guess I picked up the guitar when I was twenty, and I released my first EP at twenty seven. Okay. So, it was it was a process, but yeah, learn guitar, learn to sing in front of people. That was the hardest part, like getting out in front of people and doing it. So, entirely different uh, mental engine of playing music in front of somebody and playing basketball in front of somebody. Oh my gosh, they were not even <laughs> at all in the same mindset. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember the first music music you owned? Oh gosh, honestly, it was probably a Garth Brooks CD. Yeah. Yeah. And I probably spent my whole allowance on it. 
You know, back in the day, they would give you like a like a packet. Like you could buy like five CDs at a time and be like yeah, greatest yeah. hits. I'm pretty sure it was that. It probably cost like $30. So I got, <laughs> I got to ask this last week. Did you listen to any Chris Gaines? Do you know who that is? No. So <laughs> this is like my favorite like fun fact. So Garth, Garth Brooks spent a period of his career... He really did that as Chris Gaines. I thought you guys were kidding. No, last we, week. no, it's ser- it's real. There's Garth Brooks <laughs> pretended to be like an emo Rocky guy. Stop. Named himself Chris Gaines and then released like an album like that. Here, I want you to get your phone out because okay. I, I mean I have it right just here. Pull some up right here. No, I wanted to see the picture of. Oh, it. all right. Yeah. Is he pop- like rebranded himself and everything? Well, no. He, I mean, he went back. <laughs> As far as I know, but type in Chris Gaines, G A. Well, I mean, he rebranded himself for this time. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> what? That's real. Look at that hair. I bet he doesn't have any of that anymore. No. I'm, p- I'm putting on the mix from YouTube. We'll see what comes up first. Uh, Wikipedia calls it a one-off fictional rock persona. It's like when Joaquin Phoenix became a rapper. Yeah. I'm blown away by this. This is fun. What? <laughs> have you seen the split faces? Of like him now with a It don't hat? matter to the sun. Here it comes. <laughs> now that's still country. Is that a cover? Gotta be a cover. Yeah. Th- we're way off the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we just go wherever this goes. Oh, I yeah. I'm for it. Yeah. <laughs> this Chris is Gaines lost in you. <laughs> Have you seen the memes of this? <laughs> that's, the, that's the documentary. I just want to hear it now. The Chris Gaines and Trisha Yearwood Christmas. <laughs> We're gonna. I'll find it later, and we'll listen to some of it. I mean, Charles Gambino covers Chris Gaines, "Lost in You." Okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if you could learn another instrument besides the guitar instantly, uh, what would it be? The harmonica. The harmonica. I was gonna say the piano, because that would be most useful to me. But I think in live shows, the, the harmonica would be most helpful. Just to get everybody going. That it, that's what it does. It either yeah. makes you go away or get going. Yep. <laughs> okay, last question before your first song. Are there any songs that you'll avoid listening to for whatever reason? I feel like that list is long these days. Okay. Yeah. I like don't have a very large spectrum of the music that I listen to, but like everything is connected to a song. If it's a bad memory, I'm like, nope, gotta go. <laughs> and so you have some of those. Yes. N- any that you care to share? Um, you don't have to tell us why. Honestly, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's a Luke Combs song. Uh, I think it's called like Beautiful Crazy or something like that. I don't know. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I'm like, nope. Because you avoid it. That's why. Got to okay, go. It is time for your first song. Um, how would you like to proceed? Um, I feel like telling the story after the song is probably okay. And, and this, and you did send them p- to me in the order you want them played. So this is "Pray to Jesus." Yeah. Okay, let's listen to it. Uh, "Pray to Jesus" by Brandy Clark from her 2013 album "12 Stories." So you were like staring off into space with a really blissful look on your face. <laughs> what was that? Where were you going? This song makes me <laughs> laugh because, like, it brings me straight back, like don't want to be buried in debt or in sin like i cannot encompass like a small town feeling better than that and i just i'm thinking about like all the families and all the people i know like from super super small towns and it's like i can't imagine that they would think anything other than what the song is saying in a lot of cases (laughs) so what what's uh what's the memory for you what's the story where does it go so this particular one um 
where I'm from in Iowa is like three hours away from any airport or any large airport. So um, my wife and I were like, well, we should go visit my grandparents. And they live in this little town called Mallard, Iowa. And I think their town mascot's like, it's they're the friendly ducks. Like it's, it's it better be duck related. Oh my god, yeah! <laughs> and it's like there's this huge billboard like right outside of town. This town's probably like 300 people or something like that. This huge billboard saying "Welcome to Mallard, like home of the friendly ducks." Have you watched Shit's Creek? By the way, I need to, it's on my list. That, you're gonna laugh at something when you watch it. Okay, okay continue. <laughs> it's on my list. So I was like, well, my grandparents really need to meet Jesse because I think at that point we'd been married for like. I don't know, two or three years or something. So I'm like, this is going to be an interesting ride. So we fly into Omaha, Nebraska, and we, because it's the closest to Mallard, Iowa, that we can find, and we drive three hours. And I'm trying to explain to her what, how small this town is. And she's from like a tinier town in Tennessee, uh, but it's just outside of Nashville called Nolansville. Right. And now it's like, it's not a small town anymore. I guess it used to when she was growing up used to be when she was growing up, but I was like, I don't think you quite understand. <laughs> so she was like, no, I, I get it. I get it. I'm like, okay. So we're driving. We don't see another car, like the whole ride, basically. It's one straight road after we get on this one interstate. And we roll up into town and we're like, what is going on? And there's like a full on, everyone in town is on a tractor parade <laughs> right down Main Street. And like... Everyone's older than like 50. I think if you were 50 on a tractor, you were like the young one. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is, I, maybe I've even forgotten what a small town is like at this point because this is extra. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole town is rolling down this one road and my grandparents live right off Main Street now. And they had like a, they have a tractor, but my grandparents are too old to drive it at this point. Okay. So they just rode their antique Ford tractor up in the front of their driveway and just let it sit there. So Jesse and I, this little gay couple from Vermont, <laughs> are sitting on this antique tractor just waving at everybody go by on their on their big tractors going through Main Street. Was there was it was it like Tractor Day? Or was there a, like a was there branding for this event? Did I, they just did it spontaneously this, emerge? The thing that happens sometimes. Man. Yeah. <laughs> That I don't know exactly, but I do know the local radio station was covering the tractor parade, I guess they called it. And I think they even went through, like, they knew everybody's names. They knew, like, what the tractor was, like, how antique it was. It was intense. Huh. Yeah. How long did you guys stay there? I don't know. It's probably like two days. We got to yeah. get out. Good good visit, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was fun. <laughs> There's like three churches, one bar, and a library in that whole town. So I think after Frisbee golf, we had to get going. Hey, they had Frisbee golf. There must be young people somewhere. Yeah, I think golf. we brought that in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was you set up your own Frisbee Left golf. Yeah. Mark on the town. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, have you been back? Or just have you been back to uh, Iowa in general? I haven't been back since then. No, I haven't. Hmm. Have I? No. I will. I try to make it back there like every so often, but. So you said you were, you grew up there and then you went to Vermont. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to say Vermont, right? Vermont, yeah. (laughs) I broke the word. You got me going on that. I broke the word. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I moved from Iowa to Florida. Okay, okay. And then I moved from Florida to Nashville. And then I moved from Nashville oh, that's what it was. to Florida and then to New Jersey and then 
to Florida and then to Nashville again, then to Vermont. And now I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's the longest this you stayed really... at any of those places since you left Iowa? Well, Florida, because I basically was like in high school here, you know. Right. And then after high school, then it really just got crazy. But I think Vermont's been my longest stint since then because my wife is in medical school there, so I didn't have an option. So when did you start playing music for people, in front of people? Um, actually, like, shortly after I started learning guitar, maybe like six months after that. Like open mics at that point? Actually, I had I was really lucky. I, one of my mom's friends, his name's Danny Baptista, he... I went to like his 50th birthday party or something and he had a band and he played, uh, I think it was called the Holy Moly Band or something. It was a Christian band and he just rips on guitar. He's an amazing musician, but he saw me like fiddling around with my guitar and he was like, you should really just like sing with us sometime and have fun with it. So after a while, we ended up starting this little country band and we called it Katie Lyon and the Cubs. Both God. of those band names are really good band names. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Wait, oh, I, I just got it. That's how bad I am. <laughs> and then, your first, and then your, your first album would be called Pride. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and honestly, that might actually work. Just put a little rainbow flag on the front mm-hmm. of it. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> you need to bring that back. Oh, full circle. Okay, so, uh, you know, did you guys, like, play gigs, like, for real? Yeah, we did. We played every, I th- was it every Friday or every Saturday at Stevie Tomatoes Sports Page in F- Naples, down there. Huh. Yeah, like, three-hour gigs. He would just, like, teach me all his music and it would only be like country or rock and roll that was it we'd play like you know tom petty um even do some like gosh johnny cash or it was like all over the map it was fun i have a large family so they they filled the place (laughs) right um so how many like bands have you been in that's 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 like the only one after that i just did everything I just do everything solo now, I guess. And by do everything, do you mean it's it's just you and your guitar, or do you also add some other stuff that you do, too? It's just me and the guitar most times, because um, I guess for the last couple of years, I worked a lot outside of music, so I didn't really have time for like band practice or anything like that. But when I was in Vermont, I played a lot of breweries, because they have like the best beer up there ever. And um, I was like, well, I'd really like to mix this up. And I met another friend of mine, his name's George Seymour, and he plays the heck out of pedal steel. So we wouldn't even practice, really. He would just come to my shows and accompany me. Just sidle up to you. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Um, So how many gigs are you, I mean, did you start playing solo down here before you went away? Or did that happen after you went away or kind of as you went away? Man, I I, I think most of it when I moved away is when I started saying, first of all, I can make more money playing by myself. Sure. <laughs> and then uh, it was actually just, I guess, less stressful for me because I just had to learn my set, and that was it, and play. First time you sat down in front of a crowd that you had advertised, come see me, do you remember what that felt like? First Man, time it was just you. Do I? Actually, yes. It was in Nashville, and I moved away, and it was awful. <laughs> what what so was awful bad. about it? I was playing at this little pizzeria in Franklin, Tennessee. I think it's closed oh. now. Oh, it was so bad. There was like three like people first line in of a there. Country song. Yeah. 
there's three people in there. I, I had invited a friend of mine to like accompany me on guitar. He, I think there was too many drugs in his system at the time, and I'd forgotten like all the words. It was rough. But I mean, you know, you live, you learn. <laughs> <laughs> was that a one-time show, or did you have like a like a gig there, like a recurring? Oh, I never contacted those people again, <laughs> 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 ever. Um, so, at what point? I mean, are you a full-time musician? Is that like these days? No, I wish I was. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I guess my technical title is um, digital performance manager now for a tech company. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you help like. Arrange, you know, like a production manager kind of, make sure all the parts end up in the right place for something to happen? Kind of, if you put that in the space for um, automotive car dealers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and their websites, yes, that's oh, me. understood. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you said you put out your first EP when? 2017. 2017. It was yep. called what? No Matter Where You Roam. And talk about the production of that before we get to your second song. Uh, that was... That was a painstaking experience because I'd never done it before. And I was working with a friend of mine, um, Bob Baker. And he was amazing. I mean, he helped me out so much. But he basically, like, saw me play a couple times somewhere and invited all of his, like, friends from Nashville that had been professional players for their whole life. And it, I was I felt really blessed during that whole time because it was out of his house. And he had all the equipment that I could ever want and he basically coached me through the whole thing it took like four months to get these six songs down on record but it was really cool for experience because I was learning the whole time about how this stuff works cool how many more have you put out um three singles and an EP since then okay cool Mm -hmm. um we'll talk more about that after this next song so what's your second song and what would you like to do in terms of storytelling I feel like I could tell the story first on this one. Okay, go for it. All right. So this next song is called Criminal by The Revivalists. And this is one of those bands that I kind of like, I guess never really would have listened to outside of my country genre. It took me a long time to step away from that. But when I did, I was like, oh my gosh, all this music is blowing my mind right now. I love it. So this is a real departure from what I generally listen to. But I had listened to this whole album and this song specifically like over and over and over again in my time in New Jersey when I lived up there. It was on like a life sabbatical of sorts. And I remember specifically listening to it twice. Uh, the first time it was um, in the ER when I was <laughs> after a Rascal Flats concert, I fell down a hill, like tripped on my own feet and fell down a hill, which... I don't do hills anymore because of this. And you wound up in the ER. Wound up in the ER. I had. <laughs> you, say, I, you say ER the way Mike says Vermont. Vermont. I think that's why. I don't think I normally do that, but this I is know. what you've done to me. The emergency room. And <laughs> I had. I had could see my bone in my in my oh, left wow. leg, like see my whole knee. It was just out there for me. And I tore my teleton and I needed a plastic surgeon. Wow. After this, it was the craziest Rascal Flats concert I've ever been to just because I fell down the stinking hill. But I remember sitting there waiting for the plastic surgeon to come like fix me. And I was just jamming to this song. And then I was lucky enough to have this happen again three months later when I went you went to another Rascal Flatts show. <laughs> no, I haven't been to one since. I'm scarred, literally. But then I went to the beach in New Jersey, and the jetties were like fully exposed because the tide was out. Mm. 
And I was like, this is amazing. This is awesome. It was like after a date. So I was with like my date. And I step up on this rock and I slip, obviously, because there's like stuff on there. It's normally underwater. And I fell. And the same thing happened on the other side. Oh, on my no. sh- and I got like 30 stitches over there. But you know what? I was jamming to that revival album <laughs> all the way. So when you hear this song, do you think of knees? I think of myself being an idiot is what I think. But honestly, it's like kind of a reminder, like sometimes you just got to read the signs. Like I was on like kind of a life sabbatical, like doing crazy stuff for a year. It was good for me because I like literally came out, you know, during this time. I was Uh 24. It's like really all of this bad stuff happened and made me rethink all my life choices. So, I mean, it's good. It was only up from there. So every time I think of this song, I'm like... Way to go. You made it. So let's let's listen to Katie Lyons Rock Bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literal. Exactly. Literal. Time for song number two. Okay, this is Criminal by the Revivalists from their 2012 album City of Sound. Oh, thankful that I'm not in New Jersey. <laughs> How did you find that music? How did that come across how did you break free from not break free break out of country music i i think i just started asking people what they listened to because i didn't really know i guess i wasn't really into like spotify or playlists at that point so i would just ask people like what else what's that what's out there i don't really know the radio doesn't quite do it for you in that way so a friend of mine who i had met just showed me that band and you know i guess from there i really branched out so that was this band was the turning point. Maybe one of them. One of the yeah, ones. one of them. Yeah. Did you listen to this entire album or just that song? That song specifically, and there's a couple other ones. Um, when I'm able was the one that I like listened to over and over again. It's a really good one from that album. And then that band specifically has another one called Soul Fight. It's like very chill, and it's like a six minute song. It's really good. A lot of piano. And so it, they're kind of all over the place. They're still on your radar today? Oh, yeah. Are they still making music? Yes. Yeah? Yes. And still liking it? I love it. Okay. Yeah. So how long from your second knee injury until you left New Jersey? <laughs> I think I was like just healed up. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get out of here. <laughs> and and then that, and then remind us where you went next? I went back to Florida. Okay. I had to like, you know, catch my bearings. Mm-hmm. And I moved back in with my family. And then... Shortly after that, I mean, I think it was like five months after that, I moved back to Nashville. Gotcha. Mm. Um, so how many songs have you written? Ooh, I don't, I don't even know. I how wouldn't many, Or how many songs have you recorded then, I guess? Um, let's see. 10, 12, something like that? 13. 13? Mm-hmm. When you go out and play um, gigs, like how many songs do you play that haven't been put down? Um, probably a lot. Probably like 10. Oh, yeah? Yeah, probably about 10 songs. Well, during this quarantine, I've been writing a ton. And actually with a lot of the people here in Southwest Florida, we did a songwriter quarantine kind of collective, Mm -hmm. like collaborative project. And we'd write like a song every day. Or no, every week. Every week we'd write a new song and then put it on YouTube, like a rough demo or something like that. And a lot of the songs that came out of that were, I I love them, I want to record them again and put them out. Um, uh, before we get to streaming stuff, do you, when you play gigs, do you do covers? Do you have covers that you prefer to do that are like your, you know, the ones that you like to play? Yeah, for my own sake, I try to mix it up pretty often, but there's always 
go-tos like Walking in Memphis or Angel from Montgomery, um, a lot of Casey Musgraves and Miranda Lambert. That like suits my range pretty well. Um, lots of country, lots of country music. Um, so you did the songwriter challenge, the quarantine thing. Did you do any of the live streaming that people were doing, where they were you know popping up on uh, Facebook, etc.? Yeah, I tried to. It, I don't. It just is so not natural for me. So yeah. it's something I had to get used to. But I released my last album, Some Things Take Time, during quarantine, during when all this COVID-19 stuff was happening. And we were in the thick of it. And um, I was like, well, I got to do something. So I did a live stream, played it all the way through. And it was it was good. I'm glad I did it. I don't think I'd like to get used to it by any means. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, were you able to see how many people were watching and if they were doing the thumbs ups and the hearts and the stuff like that? And if so, what was that like being getting feedback? Because normally that's different, right? Yeah, I would say that's the only thing that would keep me going on a live stream. Like if someone okay, said... Okay, so it was a positive thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, you could tell when people like heart things or whatever. Right, right. And it's so helpful because it's like you're talking to yourself and there's like a computer in front of you it's so it's kind of demoralizing actually but when you see someone engaging um it's it's really fun it's like I think the first time I did it I just did it randomly and I was planning on doing it for like 20 to 30 minutes quick and I ended up playing for like an hour just because people were they were like oh we haven't seen you in forever it's good to see your face and they well, would just keep going that's good to know that because it's you know I don't go around liking stuff on social media very often you know unless I really like it but mm-hmm. I watched a lot of that stuff and I didn't know if I'm supposed to just like it once or if I'm but now I like everybody listening like it do a lot of liking because yeah. it's cheap and easy and in that case it's actual feedback that empowers you it's almost like a clap Right. In a way. Like the hearts are claps for anyone that's running it. <laughs> okay. Would you, um, would you be into doing like one of those uh, drive-in concerts? Honestly, at this point, anything to get out and play in front of people, I would probably entertain the idea. Yeah, because then you, you still get to see them. They're mm-hmm. just, you know, they're in their cars. Yeah. And the farther away, the better at this point. So. flash their headlights <laughs> or something. To, yeah, know. it's a great idea. Um, uh, real quick, do you know who uh, Bella Fleck is? Yes, I do. He and his wife, starting right like the th- first week of lockdown, they did this like they called it like pandemic basement lockdown or whatever. <laughs> and their kids were involved and they'd go for like an hour and they'd play and they'd switch up and walk around the house and everything. And they're still all there. You should go check them out. Oh, they my God. Really cool. I will. They're I sh- in their pajamas. I mean, it's totally like and they're both world class musicians. Right. So, you know. The only reason I know of that band, because normally I wouldn't, let me tell you. Yeah. I'm not, like, super well I figured because of the banjo thing, it might be close enough to your world. Well, I, I, I flew a lot the last couple of years because I worked part-time for Delta Airlines. And you meet, like, obviously a bunch of people on planes when that was safe. And uh, this guy that I was sitting next to was, like, one band you really have to know is Bella Fleck. Yeah. And then they were playing in Burlington, Vermont when I got back there. So you saw him? I didn't see him. Oh. I wanted to, but you it's, it's burning my brain. Yeah. <laughs> yep. At the Flynn Theater. You should, once we do that again, you should see him. Um, so have you played any again live since? I mean, I know it's starting to happen in small doses with social distancing. Are you doing that? Mm-hmm. I actually came back to Florida in July. Yeah, the end of July. I played at the Davis Art Center. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. up with Sheena uh, Brook and Claire Liparulo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was fun. I saw the sign for that. Yeah, <laughs> good, <laughs> good. Yeah, it, that was a good time. I did feel like it was a safe environment, so it was nice to get back out there. But prior to that, hadn't played since February. Have you played since then? Mm-mm. 
Hmm. No, Anything on the horizon? No, not yet. Hmm. I, I'm kind of waiting for things to like you cool know where, down. You know when you're going to play next? For us in about a half an hour. Yes, thank God. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, uh, well, let's go to your third song. All right. So this is this song is called Heaven is a Honky Tonk. It's new. Um, or newer, I suppose. But um, this one means a lot to me because I guess personally I'm going through like probably one of the worst times in my life. I just lost my mom in uh, March of this year. And, you know, I try to pick out like the best memories that I can think of on the, you know, on the daily. And every time I hear this song, it like really does bring a smile to my face because my mom and I, we sit out on her back porch. You know, she lives here in Florida, so you can do that any time of year. And she would always have like her Jack Daniels or her Michelob Ultra <laughs> drink of choice. <laughs> and, you know, we'd sit out there and, um, she was battling breast cancer, so she had started her treatment when this whole album came out. And that's by the High Women. And I was showing her it. I was like, Mom, you've got to hear this band. Because I love Brandi Carlisle, and she's part of this little um, group of four. I shouldn't say little. Very megastar group of four. <laughs> and um, she just loved the album. And this one, there's a lot of, like, in this particular song, there's a lot of good imagery that makes me think my mom is up there just partying, you know, as if she's in downtown Nashville, like, you know, <laughs> there's a, what does the line say? Like, um, there's a choir singing with a Southern accent and a fiddle in the band. It's just like, yeah, that's what's going on right now. <laughs> At least that's how I like to think about it. Uh, when was the last time you listened to it? On the way up here. Yeah? Yeah. You, you, is it okay if we play it again? Let's do it. I, it doesn't get old. Okay, uh, this is Heaven is a Honky Tonk by the High Women from their self-titled album released last year. Were you texting? I was actually writing down my favorite line in this song. Well, then you are forgiven. I am sorry <laughs> for calling you out on that. What was the line? It is, every soul that did pass on is covered in neon, dancing with silver wings and wooden floors. I didn't want to forget it. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, do, you pl- do you ever try to play that song? No, I haven't yet. And I, I think it's because I know I'll never play it out live because I don't know if I can make it through right. <laughs> yet. But eventually, probably. What did it feel like listening to it here? Um, It's always like a bittersweet thing. It's like, I guess, just like anything <laughs> these days, Yeah, I suppose. But it it's hard to hear it, but it's good to hear it. It's like a... I needed that, you know, mm-hmm. that's that feeling. What's your mom's name? Julie. Julie. Julie Marie. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did she have a favorite band or, or musician? Oh, man. She was always listening to music. And I think if I asked her that question, I don't, I don't think she would have been able to answer it. Um, but she, you know, she was like, she called herself a classy redneck. Like she would listen to Gretchen Wilson, like, you know, the that kind of stuff. And then she'd go and listen to like... Um, Charlie Pride or the Oak Ridge Boys and like the really, really good old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is there any particular song that if you heard it, it would just remind you of her? Um, Don Williams, uh, Lord, I Hope This Day Is Good. Well, all right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> do you listen to music in your car using the FM radio? No. No. <laughs> when was the last Never. time you did? Mm. Ever? Okay. I actually put, I put country stations on in the car strictly for research. Mm. I want to see what is going on. 
Gotcha. It yeah, doesn't last research. long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there a band you've discovered recently? Um, yes. It's going to come to me. Uh, her name is Katie Pruitt. Hmm. What kind of music? Country? Uh, no, I would call it maybe alternative music. Uh, singer-songwriter stuff. I mean, her lyrics are incredible. Um, and I just started listening to her after that show up at Davis Art Center because Sheena Brooke was like, have you heard the song? I'm like, I think I've heard it. And then I went back and listened to the whole album, and now it's been on repeat. Uh, I noticed you mentioned Jason Isbell. Mm-hmm. That guy. Yeah. Force of nature. Yeah. I got to see him with my daughter. It was my daughter's first concert. Wow. She was, I guess this was probably, she was probably about 12, I think. She's 15 now. He came and played at Barber B. Mann. And um, I got tickets in the first row. We were right there. She'd never been to a concert before. I feel like she's going to remember that for like eternity. Oh, no. And she's a, good, she's a guitar player and a ukulele player now. And she sings and she's in musical theater. And she goes to Cypress Lake Center for the Arts. And it's, yeah. But um, he, so he's playing. And then this, this fiddle player comes out. And they're like giving each other the eye. And it was kind of like, who is this lady? <laughs> and it turned out to be his wife. Amanda Shires? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, together those two wrote like... Um, the song on that album, uh, the High Women album, called If She Ever Leaves Me. It's like a gay country song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, power to you guys. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. That's yeah. great. Okay, so um, uh, uh, do you listen to albums? Yes. It, like, like, So sometimes you will listen to something in its entirety. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been on the playlist kick lately. But I, I do love to pop on um, a whole album and listen to it all the way through. Uh, a guy named Mo Pitney, he's like one of the newer country acts out there right now. He just released an album that's really, really fantastic. Listen to the whole thing like three times in a row. How, how do you listen to music mostly? Mm, through headphones and I'm at work, unfortunately. But then And like I, Pandora? I mean... Uh... Oh, Spotify. Spotify, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I love listening to music outside of headphones for the most part. I don't know. I just feel it a little bit more. When was the last time you bought music that had a physical form? Yikes. When I bought all these albums that are my own. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Prior to that. Yeah. Gosh. You don't do, you don't do vinyl then, I guess. Um, actually, I think I did buy a vinyl at some point and i think it was um caleb neff's rosaline record oh, i have that on the wall of my <laughs> office too <laughs> yeah so good um i'm glad you brought up caleb neff you have worked with him i guess or uh, i saw his name somewhere associated with you so yeah to connect those dots yeah he produced the whole album some things take time that i just released uh-huh. up in cape coral at juniper recordings i he's great yeah yep. that experience was so fun and i, I am going to do it again up there once, once the world calms down. He's been on this show. Has he really? Oh, yeah. Way back, like year one, I think. Okay, I need to yeah. dig that up. No, he was, he was good times. Um, okay, so, uh, so you, you listen to music at home. Do you have like a nice sound system or do you just have like, you know, little Bluetooth speakers or whatever? I've been moving around a lot lately. So well, yeah, I know. That's what I, I was figuring. I use this like little Bluetooth speaker, like mm-hmm. Bose type thing. Right. And then other than that, when I'm like trying to light up my whole house with music, I use my PA system oh right yeah. okay yeah, yeah sure <laughs> why not yeah um okay if you were a championship wrestler what would be the song you would come in on oh gosh i wish i had time to think about that um this is one of those rorschach yeah i'm really really bad at these um i feel like 
I feel like it'd be some real twangy country song. Like, oh God, I don't know. So what's what's what twangy country song has the most fight in it? Maybe I'll be like, man, I feel like a woman tonight, Dwayne. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, girls. <laughs> Coming out with like some boots up past my knees, just looking all crazy. Awesome. Uh, if you um, um, do, you have any um, TV theme songs committed to memory that you will sing with us or for us in some combination? No. You said you didn't really watch. <laughs> you said you didn't really grow up watching stuff on the flat screen. So no. But the older I get, the more I binge, more I'm into stuff. What are you I watching just, right now? What am I watching right now? I just finished watching. Um, uh, the L Word Generation Q, which is a total lesbian flick that's new. But do I think it has a theme song? Probably not. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. And it's probably Lizzo if it. If it <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do you do karaoke? I am actually horrible at karaoke, but yeah, I'll do Why it. Why are you horrible at it yeah, as a singer? That. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I since I can like change the keys of songs when I'm playing them on guitar. I kind of forget what the original key is most of the time. So I'll get up and try to sing like, isn't she lovely? I'm like, oh, wait, this is way lower than I anticipated. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, my wife and I, we always do karaoke together if we're going to do it. And it's always the same song. It's Where is the Love? And she does all the rap parts and I do the Fergie part. Okay. (laughs) You said her name was Jessie? Jessie, yeah. Um, uh, You guys have been married how long? Four years. What was the, did you have a song you danced to at your wedding? Yeah, we did. It was... God, can I remember it? It was Chris Young's song. It's going to be Chris Gaines. <laughs> now that would be something. Uh, God, I haven't listened to this song forever. Hang on, i got to look it up. Uh, drowning. Just, no, <laughs> definitely <laughs> Getting <not>. you home. <laughs> uh, think of you, Raised on Country. Nope, it's much older than that. It's um, like, hang on. I, oh, I'm trying to, I'm playing it on my phone. I don't want to do that. Let's, let's see. see. It is. She's got this thing about her. Oh. It's really 2011. cute. Yeah. It's a cute song. Since you couldn't remember it <laughs> off the top of your head, it's clearly not y'all's song. Do you, <laughs> do you have a song that's your song? Um, or a song that, you know, you remember back when you guys were like courting that... You, that was that was like that was a big one, but what we did, and the reason there's not one is we used to share um, YouTube playlists and we'd send them back and forth. So there's like a ton of songs from like those early days. <laughs> Is that the closest you've come to sending somebody um, a mixtape? A mixtape? Yeah. Hey, I used to make mixtapes back yeah. in the day. You okay. Did? Okay. Like <laughs> yeah. actual cassettes with like. Okay. Not cassettes, they were C- CDs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are mixed CDs. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's about as close as I got. You give them out? In that case. Yeah. Like my friends would be like, here, you need to hear this. Or like, was it all country back then? My friends would give me like straight up like hip hop mixtapes and be like, you need to learn this. Broaden your horizons. And I'd be like, I'm not listening to Ludacris, Blueberry <laughs> Yum Yum right now or whatever that song is. <laughs> like, I, don't, I cannot relate to this at the moment. By the way, real quick, speaking of Chris Gaines, Richard Googled during yeah. the second song and it has been stripped from the internet. That's not like hyperbole. Like, his, like the label like, like, is active and aggressive about making sure no one... But he found a place that has some, so we may have to... Can we play it Okay, now? you gotta yeah. share uh, so that. I, so I emailed it, emailed it to you, Mike, so you can okay. get it up on the computer there with the soundboard. So, okay, stand by. Beautiful. And it's it's... Um, uh, I I want. Are we gonna like? 
Is the record label going to find Yeah, you guys are going to get sued for this? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Only three of us will get We'll play it for us. <laughs> and okay. and then just, it'll be a re- reaction video. Good and, call. Yeah, and if people want to hear it, then they can look. Just dig hard enough. Just look it up. Go Google Google really good, and you'll find it because it's out there. I will tell you that it is um, it is lost in you. So if you Google Chris Gaines lost in you Internet Archive, <laughs> you will probably find it. The video. I'm actually gonna spin this screen around for her so she can see it. Okay, I swear, see. if I know this song, I'm just it's gonna. I mean, blow me up. <laughs> He, he might have mm. done. I mean, he maybe he did a cover of himself, like you know, like yeah. a country version of it or something. Well, that may have been what we were just watching. That's what I think that, was what we were heard earlier. Because that didn't say Garth Brooks cover. That said Garth Brooks. Right, but uh, but this this one is not. I listened. I still think it's hilarious that like last week when you mentioned it, I thought you were kidding. I mean, it sounds like a jo- here. While Mike's bringing that up, I'm gonna. So like, this is a weird history. Basically, they were gonna make a movie, um, starring Garth Brooks playing a character named Chris Gaines. And um and so it was uh, and he was a musician. He was an Australian alternative rock musician, and so they wanted to release an album like previous to it okay, to I've like to hype it. Uh-huh. Full screen. All right. So uh, yeah, I'll spin that. Spin um, it around, then I'll and then away. and then um, you know they made they made this whole album. VH1 made a behind the music. Oh my god! With the character Chris <laughs> Gaines, and then they didn't end up making the movie. So they had all these assets that oh. had been really critics were like, this is weird. What is this for? And so they were just like, scrub it. Like, we're going to pretend it never happened. <laughs> so, all right. Um, okay, I'm leaving the mics on during this. I'm going to open can, this one. Him, Mike, I'm, and I'm going to bring the video up over here so you can see what she's seeing. Wow. So give it. It's like a spaceship. One, two, three. Look at that hair. He's so brooding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Harley sounds like him. This looks like it's from the Matrix. It's very Matrix-like. <laughs> he's got. He's wearing. He's wearing head-to-toe black, high-collar button-down <laughs> jacket. And it's like twenty people wearing the same thing, walking around. It's the most. And he's got the little diamond-shaped soul patch. The soul patch. He might still have that. The most emo. Yeah, yeah it's the same. It's a Garth Brooks soul patch. It's just black. But that hair. <laughs> Where are his eyes? <laughs> his hair's down past his eyes, and it's jet black. Okay, I think that's enough of this. Okay. Yeah. Okay, is there a Garth Brooks song called Lost in You, though, that's, like, not Chris Gaines? Um, I'm sure there is. Let's and for you at home who didn't get to hear that, just look for it, man. <laughs> Work on it. It's it's out there. I'm so glad we got to talk about that. <laughs> it's an alternate reality. Man, that blew my mind. He was, like... Really thin there too. Yeah, he must have like got on the treadmill for that. He had to, yeah. Well, he had to get uh, far enough away from himself. Yeah, yeah, he was doing like a Sasha Baron Cohen thing. Jeez. Okay. um, All right. Well, we're heading into for a landing here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Let's get some of these questions that I skipped past. Just we'll rapid fire them a little bit. Um, Best concert experience ever. I can tell you the worst one. It's yeah, Rascal Flatts. Well, right. well, we know the we know the worst one. You know, for during the last song, Richard goes, "Was that a? Is that what did you think oh, it was? Fle- I, I was, was that Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac? Mac? She was that, I'm like, no, it was Rascal. I was trying to do a tie-in. It would make me sound so much cooler if it was Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I was I I noticed that the High Women have done a cover of a Fleetwood uh, Mac song. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's full circle. But I was like, Fleetwood Mac, Rascal Flatts, it's like it rhymes. But I don't think that's them. I will say one of the my most favorite concerts was Brandy Carlisle though, and it was in Vermont and it was amazing. 
Uh, dream uh, collaboration. Like, who would you like to play with if it could be anybody? Her, Brandy Carlo. Okay. Definitely. What about anybody alive or dead? Ooh. That's, there's too many options. I don't know. That's fine. Um, uh, <laughs> Too hard. Um, uh, uh, best album of all time, in your opinion? This is so difficult for me. Like I've never been able to answer these. But I'm I'm like a massive Brandy Carlisle fan. So I'll just tell you my favorite album of hers. Sure. Is Bear Creek. Would that be what you have listened to the most, as far as albums are concerned? Yeah, in like recent years, for sure. Was there a fourth song that you had to whittle off? Um, there was like several, can I think of them now? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I get you a, a good one. Uh, actually I almost sent over that Don Williams song that I had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Lord, I hope this day is good. Mm-hmm. I listened to that one on vinyl. Like that's definitely a vinyl song and it's very old school country, but I put that whole album on often. Uh, stage you would most like to play on? The Red Rocks Amphitheater would be so cool. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you've said you've been writing a lot of songs during the quarantine. Do you have anything that's getting coalesced into what will be next? Yes, almost all of them. Yeah? Yeah. Um, yep. And what will be the process to record them with things as they are right now? Um, I think I'm just going to wait it out yeah. and wait till I can get like a really good that studio experience because I don't I'm not in any rush because I just released this one, so I think I'm just gonna just wait it out. What was the most recent song that you've sort of started? You've you know it's emerged. The most recent one. Let's see. There's a song called um, "Ask Me About My Dreams." It's basically like if you want to know how anyone's doing, just ask them what they're dreaming about. <laughs> hmm. That's the moral of the story. Hmm. And my dreams are all like, you know, messed up, like running away from reality or like <laughs> i've had some really vivid dreams lately they're not really scary or like running from reality but some weird ones or some yeah i can't can't, can't quite remember yeah we're all living in this weird world together now <laughs> yeah um when's the last time you uh, shot a basketball into a hoop years actually yeah it's been a long time yeah i still got it i think but i don't know could your knees handle it it's, actually yeah i bounced back pretty good thankfully uh, what would your 14-year-old self think of who you are here today? She'd be like, what the heck? Like, yeah. What happened? Are you okay? This is kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> so she wouldn't have seen what you're doing 14-year-old me wanted to play in the WNBA. Hmm. Actually, 14-year-old me was such a feminist that she wanted to play in the NBA, but all her friends told her that was stupid. And I think she would have been like, the singing part probably would have made a lot of sense to Fortune me, but it still would have been a surprise. But I had a motorcycle back then, so it was like and 14. You were 14? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you were, is that, was that when you were still in Iowa, Iowa? or were you in a Naples, you were a Naples 14-year-old? Yeah, I was in Naples and I had guys, a little dirt bike. where'd you live in Naples? Um, we had like a, I don't know, it's probably like a half acre. Okay. And when you're that little, this seems like you, it's like so much. Right. It's yeah. like having a farm. Yeah. I ran into a few trees here and there, but we're good. <laughs> uh, okay, Richard, ask the question. Okay. I'm, I'm giving it back to of you. The th- of the three songs that you brought us for your stories, you have to choose between them. One of them uh, becomes a song that you save for posterity for the whole world. Every It will never fall out of fashion or, or knowledge. The second 
is the only song you will ever get to listen to ever again. You, anytime you listen to music, you have to listen to this song. The third is Erased from History. Oh, no. That's difficult. Um, okay. The one that I could keep for myself. That it's, is, it's the only song you get to listen to. It's the only song I get to listen to. So this might be a shocker answer, but I would pick Criminal because it goes all over the place. Like yeah. it kind of gives me a, a little bit of everything. So one day, if I'm feeling like I want to hear something slow, I just listen to the beginning of the song. <laughs> if I feel like a rager, I'm just listening That's to the end answer. of the song. <laughs> um, what are the other ones? So one uh, gets erased. One, one gets erased, from and the other is the opposite: is that um, it will never be um, like lost or forgotten to time. Okay, Ugh, this sucks. This is a really hard question, but I think I would erase "Pray to Jesus" because there might be other songs similar to that one that I could dig up. Um, and the what was the other one? It yeah. will never fall out of fashion okay. or knowledge. People will always yeah. remember and know it. Yeah. So heaven is a honky tonk yeah. for sure. Right on. Okay. Last question. Three people recommend. Okay. This is going to be difficult. A lot of people I want to recommend have probably already been on the show. Go for it. That's okay. Okay, Danny Baptista, nope. for sure. He's not been on here. No. Um, has Claire Liparulo yes, been on the show? Yes, she has. Dang it. Okay. Um, I feel like my friend Perry Ashton would be really good on the show. She does not live here. She lives in Nashville. Okay. And another uh, duo of mine, I think, or friends of mine that are duos would be really good is a band called The Young Fables. Okay. And there's two of them? There's two of them. Okay. We've done two before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you, you go. You did it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, any final thoughts before we have you set up to play your parting tune? Um, thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun digging into my past and my rock bottoms. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we've, we've had a lot of fun talking about Vermont. <laughs> yeah, Vermont. <laughs> and ERs. Oh, I never have to go back to Vermont. <laughs> thank you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Callaghan is online content producer and periodic host. Chris Duff is his executive producer. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. This week's parting tune is Katie, live in studio, playing her song Suits You Just Right from the album Some Things Take Time. Didn't grow up with no daddy, though that's not a tear I cried. Well, he rolled out in the middle of the night, he said, let me say goodbye, let me say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And bless my mama's heart, I never listened to a word she said. Well, heaven knows she's an angel, but I can't lead the life she led. But I would if I were you You might feel rolling for a minute 
this ain't devastating news No, it's no big news And don't mind me, I'm not prying But are you living or are you dying, baby? Cause I know that no one likes to be confined in listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. I think it took two or three Saturdays we came in here and we just... And it, and it turned out pretty good, though. It did. But we didn't know what we were doing, like any of us. We were just like, oh, well, yeah, we're going to make a theme song to a talk show. This will be fine. <laughs>